You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events to get free and periodic updates to this program and our other interesting programs. Be sure to enter your email address in the subscribe to WHTT box on the right side of our website, whtt.org. And now, Ready, set, let the sparks fly. We're going to talk about the escalating and horrific refugee problem in the Middle East that's burgeoning into Europe. Refugees are fleeing places like Syria and Iraq, and it's heart-wrenching what's going on. And so we'd like to look kind of behind the curtain, if you will, because our media is not always telling us what's really going on. Isn't that right, Chuck? Well, as a matter of fact, that's a minimized statement. Our media rarely tells us what's going on if there are people that don't want them to tell. Our editor, Estelle Varkova, who does our Facebook for us and who posts uh, very excellent stories to our site, has one that I think all our readers should read called Human Migration, Escaping War on the Road with refugees. Now, she didn't write this story, but it's an excellent story that gives a great understanding of what it's like to be a refugee. And Estelle, in her introduction to it, has this to say, the ongoing struggle to create a regime change in Syria, as has been the case in many countries in the Middle East, has created displacement, and this cost is immeasurable. She goes on to point out that this regime change, of course, is a American word that we have become used to, and our own politicians talk about the need for this. And if we think back, we can think of a lot of regime changes that we have demanded and and some that we're demanding today. Stell writes, these regime changes are hardly humanitarian, as the non-conservative types often claim. The refugees or displaced people are flocking mostly to Germany. The trek has led them through Serbia and Hungary, where they've been shut out due to capacity. The question remains, What has been the reason for such displacement? Obviously, the war in Syria has been the explicit reason for these people to seek a safe haven. But then she talks about the more subtle points of what is really behind this. She points out that Syria does not have a central bank like ours that is controlled by other bigger central banks or by our own Federal Reserve. Their central bank is independent. And uh, she also points out that experts have determined the driving force for regime change is the United States and Saudi Arabia. Uh, So this is her assertion, and uh, the the article is, is very worthwhile. I do agree with what she says. I think that the U.S. and the surrogates, such as Israel and Saudi Arabia, who are helping us, are the ones who are instigating the regime change in enforcing literally millions of people out of Syria. Tom, there have been former regime changes. Can you uh, fill us in on a few of those? Certainly, and we can go back to uh, as far back as 1953 when the United States overthrew the democratically elected leader of Iran, Mossadegh, and replaced him with the Shah. And the interesting thing, the CIA actually admitted it uh, two years ago in 2013. And, of course, more recently, you look at the first Gulf War, which didn't actually replace uh, Saddam Hussein in 1991. 
but it was culminated in 2003 with the regime change there. And uh, we've seen the effects of these regime change. We, we are seeing uh, chaos in Iraq. And, uh, for example, the military was fired by the U.S. Uh, administrator, Paul Bremer. And so now many of those uh, high-ranking officials are actually uh, with ISIS. And so they've become the enemy. So we've created our, our own enemies in this case. And it's unbelievable that Americans can't see through this, but because of our media and what our government is telling us, they won't. And even in Syria, from 2006 on for several years, this is five years before the revolution in Syria started, the U.S. was spending something like a total of $12 million for regime change, supporting dissident groups in the country to create these factions. And then, of course, now it's gone out of control. We're spending millions of dollars. It's just been revealed that U.S. spent $500 million to train supposedly 5,000 rebels, but it only turned out it was like two dozen. And almost all of them, except for five, were captured, or we can assume they joined the other side. So this is the lunacy of, of America's policies that are causing these human catastrophes. Even in the small country of Lebanon, which is half the size of, of Israel physically, they have 1.72 million Syrian refugees there. And... Israel, on the other hand, is saying, no, they can't handle uh, any any refugees. Craig, you had uh, something to say about the uh, situation in Israel in the recent post on that. Sure, Chuck. Yeah, you mentioned that Israel is running out of room as they're bringing more and more immigrants into, into the land. And when you mentioned that in your article, I thought, let me just, let me just see if, what does the map look like for Haaretz Israel, the greater Israel? And if you go back and look at the map on any source, you find that the boundaries go clear up into uh, Syria, quite a, quite a ways into Syria. And I thought, well, how appropriate this would be is you, you get the refugees to leave the country, and then you take over the land and, and claim it. Uh, just, again, a land without people for people without land. And so uh, here we have an expansion. It's just conjecture at this time, but uh, you know, time will tell if, if this is – one of the one of the plans here, and when you were talking about regime change, uh, you know, Wikipedia definitely not a source, a great source for uh, reliability, but you just type in regime change, and it just starts listing all the countries that we've been involved in as the U.S. through the Cold War, post Cold War, and so forth and so on. It just it just uh, goes on and on and on and on. So this is this is not something that just started recently. We've been we've been doing this, you know, for years and years and years. And again, always ask the question, you know, bono, you know, who, who benefits from this action? And I think you hit it right on the head when you said uh, Syria is not playing ball with the central banks of Europe. And so that's a no-no. I think, you know, Saddam Hussein was, was another one who didn't play ball with the central banks, and he was taken up. So it was just all the money. Uh, we can even go back further. I can think of a few that, that might not be very well known. South Africa, of course, was uh, the victim of uh, regime change. 
uh, resulted in the present government, which is uh, which is really bankrupt and has bankrupted uh, most of the industry of South Africa. Uh, Israel itself was created through regime change where the United States and Great Britain actually decided to give away the land that belonged to the Philistines living there, the same people. That's the Arab name for Palestinian, of course. And we know that name from the Bible, the biblical Philistines. Some of them probably have Philistine blood. We don't know that. But uh, that's what uh, they were called years ago by the Romans, the Philistines. And the U.S. and uh, essentially created, a, by division, created a new state where someone else was already living, uh, regime change. So it's creating the chaos that we think of as the immigration problem, uh, millions of people. And, of course, the biggest potential immigration force are the remaining Philistine people, Palestinians, who live in a million and a half, live in a tiny place called Gaza with with only enough food for half of them and uh, with only enough employment for 40% of them or something like that. And they can't even leave. Uh, and we can't even go in. Israel actually has had uh, active events and proposals in their Knesset that would propose that instead of uh, warring against them all the time, that they just tear down one of the fences and drive them out and let them go where they want. And this is actually proposed uh, many times and, and by, by serious people in the Israeli Knesset. This would make a million and a half, put a million and a half people on the road somewhere. At the root of most of these disasters is not a, a famine or a starvation or a, a natural event. People don't really leave their homes for those reasons. It's uh, politics and war that drives them out, and uh, Estelle Varakov is absolutely right in quoting, uh, in quoting those uh, sources. Anyone else have anything to contribute? Well, as Craig said there, follow the money. Well, in the case of Israel, you got to follow the, the refugees. Of course, in 1948, there were 700,000 Palestinians, Philistines, that were forced off the land, and carrying it on through today, some of those refugees wound up in Syria. And uh, in the Yarmouk refugee camp in Syria, there are about 200,000 inhabitants. But with this war going on there, there are less than 20,000. There's been a number of thousands have been killed. The other are displaced. They're seeking refugee status elsewhere. And so we've got a catastrophe that really started almost 70 years ago, actually, uh, close to it, uh, when Israel was founded. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, so that kind of wraps it up. Uh, just remember that when you hear talk about immigration, about people who are on, on the march, about uh, displaced people, almost invariably, uh, in every case I've ever seen, war is at the root of it. And, uh, of course, the U.S. activities uh, uh, pull no punches. They just come right out and say that they want to change the regime in Syria. Uh, Mr. Putin was in Washington. He and Mr. Obama agreed on many things. But uh, Mr. Putin said it's none of our business to change the regime in uh, Syria. We need to bring peace to those people. Here's the United States government saying, well, not so fast. Uh, we think that the government of the country has to go. And uh, this is exactly what causes massive refugee problems is when you displace an entire government and throw the country into political chaos uh, with uh, manufactured leadership put in by those people that caused the problem in the first place. 
And unfortunately, in most cases, in our modern times, the U.S. and our surrogates, Israel, have been at the root of this problem. I've been studying this uh, regime change for quite a while as well. And if you look at the, the central banks, the main central banking family in Europe, you know, they before 9-11, there were really around seven countries that didn't have, you know, these Rothschild central banks. And that was Iraq, Afghanistan, Sudan, Libya, Cuba, North Korea, and Iran. And then Syria is obviously part of one of those as well. But, um, and Russia and but, China. In Russia and China, and then so, but the Afghanistan, the Iraq, they've been taken down. Sudan, Libya, they've been taken down, and we're left now with you know Cuba, North Korea, and Iran. They're the enemies today. So the media makes them out as the enemies as we try to take over their banking system. So, and the Chinese and the Syria is a part of that as well. Obviously, they're not playing as well properly, but it's just it's all about the money. Thanks for listening. If you like this program, please let your friends know about it and our other thought-provoking podcast. And be sure to visit our website, whtt.org, for a wealth of information on Christian Zionism and other critical issues that we face. Also at whtt.org, you can watch for free our award-winning documentary film, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Join us in our efforts to wake the town and tell the people. Start small, think big, and press on towards the straight gate.